Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody in between, welcome to another episode of the Jake Botel Sports Experience. My name is Jake, and here today to deliver an audio preview for you of the IBU World Cup Week 4 event in Oberhof. So Christmas has been and gone, the new year has rolled in, and now we get to unwrap the first gift of 2024, which is week four of the IBU World Cup in Oberhof with six competitions on the card for the weekend. Let's dive in. And before we do that, if you would be so kind, if you enjoy this podcast, please go and share it on your Facebook page, your Twitter page, whatever you like. Share it with you know the person sitting next to you on the bus would greatly appreciate your support in that. Uh, sense. And if you'd prefer to read this content, go on over and read the article on the JBSC Patreon page. It is free to read, as are most of the things going up there at the moment. All right, let's dive in. So the competition dates and times, first of all, just to set the table and get you caught up with where we are with everything. So first things first, here's how all of the action will unfold in Oberhof from the 5th the 8th of January. Now, keep in mind, all of these dates and times are adjusted for Australian purposes. So if you want to know the who, what, where, and when for your time zone, simply visit the event page on biathlonworld.com. And the link for that is in the written article on the Patreon page. So we start with the men's 10 kilometer sprint on Friday the 5th at 20 minutes past midnight here in Australia. So early Friday morning or late Thursday night, depending on how you want to classify it. Uh, then we move on to the women's seven and a half kilometer sprint event on Saturday the 6th at 20 past midnight. The men's 12 and a half kilometer pursuit will also happen at on Saturday the 6th at 10.25 p.m. that evening. So there's one early Saturday morning, there's one later Saturday evening. We move on to the women's 10 kilometer pursuit on Sunday the 7th at 40 minutes past midnight, we conclude with a couple of relays. The men's four by seven and a half kilometer relay on Sunday the 7th at 9.30 at night. That one's a bit more of a hospitable start time for us here in Australia. And we finish with the women's four by six kilometer relay on Monday the 8th at 25 minutes past midnight. All right, so the current standings. It's a bit of a Norwegian fest at the top of the rankings in the featured men's events this weekend, while the women's side of the equation gives us a bit more of a multicultural flavor. Here's how the top five biathletes in each of this weekend's competitions in Oberhof stack up. So the overall men's individual standings, this takes into account all of the individual races uh, undertaken this season. We've got, surprise, surprise, Johannes Thignes Burr, uh, in number one of Norway, 484 points. In number two, you've got Johannes's brother, Tarje Bo, of Norway on 411. Number three, Johannes Dali Shevdal, also of Norway, 366 points. Uh, just for a change, we've got another Norwegian at number four, Andre Stromsheim of Norway, 317 points. And at number five, completing a fistful of Norwegians. Stirlholm Ligrid of Norway, 301 points. So as I said, the overall men's individual standings dominated by Norwegians. 
the men's sprint. So here's how the sprint standings currently sit. We've got Taria Bo of Norway on top with 192 points, but then he's followed by a couple of Germans in Philip Norath uh, on 157 and Benedict Dole, Benny Dole, as he is more commonly referred to, on 157. Two more Norwegians round out the top five with Sterleholm Ligrid on 146 points and Johannes Thignes Bo on number five with 128 points. In the pursuit standings, we have Johannes Thignes Bo leading the way with 206 points. Andre Stromsheim of Norway with 154 in second. Johannes Dali Shevdal, also of Norway, in third place with 154 points. Tarja Bo in number four. With 144 votes and a Swede to round out the top five, Seb Samuelson with 135 points. The men's relay standings we have Norway, surprise, surprise, leading the way with 180 points. France in number two with 150 on the board. Germany, number three with 120. Italy in fourth place with 95. And Austria in fifth with 84. We move over now to the other side of the bracket, the women's division. The overall women's individual standings, as they are right now, sees a real mix. We've got five different nations represented in the top five of the women's individual standings. We have Justine Brazard-Boucher of France leading the way on 427 points. Just 10 points behind her is Norway's Ingrid landmark Tandrevold. 24 points behind her. Sweden's Elvira Erberg on 393. At a seven points back is Lisa Vitozzi of Italy. And in number five, Francisca Preuss of Germany on 322 points. So, you know, only 41 points separating Lisa Vitozzi in fourth and Justine Brazard-Boucher in first. So it's a it's a much closer race, a much more diverse race too, in terms of you know different countries being represented in the top five as opposed to just being all Norwegians. In the women's sprint standings, we have Ingrid Landmark Tandrevold of Norway, 205 points, followed by Justine Brazard-Boucher of France on 167. Alvira Erberg of Sweden in third spot with 150 points. Lisa Vitozzi. Number four with 137. So all of those four athletes make up the top four of the overall women's standings. But we've got a different athlete in fifth with Carolyn afikstad Notten of Norway with 136 points. That gets us to the women's pursuit standings. Going to be some familiar names and some unfamiliar ones here from the previous group. We've got Alvira Erberg of Sweden leading the way with 166 points. Julia Simon of France with 156, Justine Brazard-Boucher of France with 150 points, Lena Heike-Gross of Switzerland on 135 sits in fourth, and then you have Ingrid Landmark-Tandrevold of Norway on 131. So again, a really tight grouping there. You know, Elvira Erberg on 166, Ingrid Landmark-Tandrevold in fifth with 131, just 35 points separating those five. Finally, the women's relay standings. We have Norway, surprise, surprise, on 180 points in first. We have Sweden in second on 150. We have France in third with 105, tied with Germany, who are also on 105. And Switzerland makes up the top five with 86 points.
We move on now to a section I'm calling Biathletes of Interest. So in each of these previews, I will be highlighting two biathletes, one from each of the men's and women's fields as my biathletes of interest. These will not necessarily be current rankings leaders, although they could be, but generally will be two biathletes who I am most fascinated to watch during that particular weekend of competition. First off, I'll start with a speedy Swede from the men's division. Sebastian Samuelsson is from Sweden, currently ranked 10th overall. His best 2023 finish was first in the men's 12.5km pursuit in Ostersund. Seb Samuelsson is yet to finish outside the top 10 in any of the five individual events he has started in 2023, and has finished no lower than 7th in those same events. The early peak of his season so far was his impressive win in the Ostersund 12.5km pursuit, where he claimed victory over Germany's Philipp Norath by 5.1 seconds, despite missing three shots at the range. A third place finish during the sprint in Hotfielsen put him in the frame for a podium spot during the ensuing pursuit, but a further three misses, including two in the standing shoot, saw him slip to fifth, 48.5 seconds behind eventual winner Johannes Thignes Burr. The 26-year-old Samuelson has flashed an incredibly high ceiling at times during the last few seasons without ever threatening to put the whole package together consistently. His ski times are up with the best in the sport. Per biathlonworld.com, he averages a speed of just 0.1 seconds per kilometer slower than the fastest times on track in 2023. He flashed that raw power during his victory in the pursuit with that particular skiing effort being, in my opinion, one of the most impressive of the season. However, it's on the shooting range where Samuelson has room for growth. His prone shooting percentage of 87% is very acceptable, especially given his ski speed, but it's in the stand where he shoots at just 79% this season that continues to scupper his podium ambitions. For a little context, of the nine men who currently sit above him in the overall individual rankings, only Germany's Benny Dole at 77% has a worse standing shoot percentage than Samuelson. After not being his biggest fan in the 2022-2023 season, I have found myself increasingly cheering for the powerful Swedish sensation to harness more consistency in his performance in order to challenge not just for the podium positions, but for first place honours. If Johannes Thignes Bo is the Roger Federer of my biathlon world, I feel that Seb Samuelsson has that raw Nadal-like ferocity to really take it up to the Norwegian maestro on the skis. In order to force that race, however, Samuelsson has to lift that standing shoot efficiency up into the 80s. Can it start this weekend in Oberhof? I hope so. Samuel, Samuelson, of course, will have fond memories of beating Johannes Thignes Bo in the mass start on this very track last year when the World Championships came to town. I shall be intrigued to see how he emerges after the Christmas break. On the women's side of the biathletes of interest, I'm looking at Italy's Lisa Vitozzi, who currently ranks fourth overall in the individual women's standings, her best 2023 finish was the first place she took in the women's 15km individual event in Ostersund at the start of the season. There are a number of fascinating candidates, obviously, to consider as the biathlete of interest 
this week on the women's side of things, but I really wanted to mull over the 2023 form of the Italian sharpshooter, Lisa Vitozzi, because her performances so far this season have intrigued me. Through eight individual competitions, she has missed just eight shots at the range, and that figure becomes truly mind-blowing when you factor in that five of those eight misses came in one disastrous race, a 14th place finish in the Lenzerheide pursuit. Outside of that event, Vitozzi has been absolutely immaculate with the rifle, shooting clean in four out of the other uh, seven individual races she has started in 2023. She currently shoots with a whopping 92% efficiency in the prone shoot and a staggering 94% in the stand. However, it is on the skis, a little bit like the opposite to Samuelson, where the 28-year-old has struggled to turn clean shoots into podium places. Per biathlonworld.com, Vitozzi is currently averaging time around the track uh, that averages 4.4 seconds per kilometer outside the fastest times in the field. And after winning the 15 kilometer individual event to open the season in Ostersund, has stood on the podium just once. Her campaign so far is littered with clean shoots. She was flawless in the Ostersund sprint, only to finish ninth, 33.7 seconds behind eventual winner, Lou Jean Monod. That was followed by a one miss performance in the pursuit that left the Italian in ninth place once again. Those placings improved in Hochfielsen, where Vitozzi finished fifth in the sprint after shooting clean and fourth in the pursuit, despite missing one shot. A third place finish in the Lenzerheide sprint marked a season high finish in that format and seemingly set her up for a crack at the podium in the following pursuit, but that aforementioned five miss performance saw her settling down in 14th. However, despite that disappointment, Vitozzi rebounded to claim fourth spot in the final mass start event before Christmas on the back of, you guessed it, another clean shoot at the range. I think the Italian can be very pleased with her work so far, and it's worth providing some context for just how well she is currently shooting. At no time in the last three seasons has Vitozzi concluded a, a campaign with a higher shooting efficiency than what she is currently averaging, in the prone or stand. And while there's a lot of events left to complete, there is no doubt she is in a rich vein of form with the rifle. While we could wring our hands over her average ski time, I think it's also worth noting that faster times are possible. While she averaged a speed of 4.9 seconds per kilometer slower than the fastest times in the 2021-22 season, that number was halved to just 2.3 seconds per kilometer slower last season. So there is recent history to suggest that if Vitozzi gets that skiing on track after Christmas and maintains her excellence with the rifle, obviously, some of those fourth and fifth place finishes will likely transform into podium placings. All right, I'll get us out of here with my Oberhof race predictions. Uh, in order to put my neck on the line ahead of the weekend's action, I'll predict who I think the winner of each of the six races will be. Let's start with the men's sprint. I'm going with Seb Samuelson of Sweden here. While it's a shorter ski and therefore there is less time to overcome any mistakes, I believe, and am wish casting, that Samuelson will come out after the Christmas break and produce a tidy shoot that will allow him to use his mighty power on the skis to vault himself up to the top of the tree. In the women's sprint, I'm predicting that another Swede, Elvira Erberg has turned a corner after a feisty finish to the last mass start race before Christmas. 
In that race, she missed just two shots and put forth the fastest ski time over the field, nearly hauling down eventual winner Justine Brazard-Boucher of France. I think Alvira looks to be enjoying her biathlon immensely this season, and that will kindle a fire that sees her take out the first women's race of the weekend. Back to the men's side of the bracket, and I've got Johannes Thignes Bo winning his third consecutive pursuit of the season. I think a strong but contained performance in the sprint will see him in position to haul down Samuelson over the course of four shoots and 12.5 kilometers of skiing, staying with the Swede early before pouncing on a blemish at the range to open up an unassailable gap. In the women's pursuit, I've got current overall leader Justine Brazard-Boucher using her consistency of shooting to create a match-winning advantage and claim her second consecutive pursuit victory and her fourth first place finish in five races. I'm also watchful of Brazard Boucher's French teammate Julia Simon, who I believe has begun to work her way back into top form over the last little while. In the men's relay race, I'm taking the Norwegians to claim yet another team victory in 2023. It's just so hard to look past the might of this group right now, and they may actually be a deeper team this season with the incredible form of Tariabo really adding to the problem they pose to the other nations. Finally, I've got the Swedish team taking out the women's relay race. I think that after two second place finishes behind the Norwegians in the two previous relays this season, the team in yellow and blue will finally notch one up over their dominant neighbours on the backs of strong performance from the Erberg sisters. That performance from Hannah and Elvira at the end of the mass start before Christmas, I know I've referenced it a few times, but it really has me believing that they're about to have an incredibly strong run in the new year. All right, I'm signing off. That's all for this preview of the IBU World Cup Week 4 event in Oberhof, Germany. Hopefully we get another massively entertaining weekend of biathlon, and rest assured, I'll be back to recap it all for you early next week. As I said at the top, if you could share this episode around on your social media with your friends, that would be much appreciated. You can follow the JBSC on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. Go and check out the Patreon page. As I said, most of the stuff there is free. If you want to sign up and contribute a few bucks a month to support the work, I'd love that. But even if you just go on over and have a click and have a read and see what's on over there, that would be highly appreciated. Until next time, thanks so much for listening.